This is Lon Winters with Graphic Elephants. This is Jimmy Lamp. This is Matt Masala with the RhinestoneWorld.com. And you're listening to the Two Regular Guys Podcast. And you are listening to the Two Regular Guys Podcast. Podcast. Hosted by... My name is Terry Combs RG. Regular guy. And Aaron Montgomery. We're just regular guys having fun and uh, trying to, to make a living in this really cool and exciting industry. I think we all want to succeed 100% of the time seek to understand before I try and make myself understood. Bring a ton of great information. Coming to you live from somewhere dark, dirty, and dank. All right, welcome into the Two Regular Guys. Today is Friday, January 20th, and my name is Aaron Montgomery, and you can find me over at OurSuccessGroup.com. Uh, as you can see here i am rolling solo in fact uh no eric behind the scenes either uh terry is uh, having to travel 30 minutes just to get to the convention hall so he wasn't able to uh make it work out to uh join us here before the show he's out the, at the impressions expo and eric is actually uh, either teaching a seminar or getting ready to teach a seminar one of those things so uh um yeah i'm gonna need your support here today live viewers it's uh just me and me alone. So uh, keep the comments and questions rolling. Uh, we're we're going to do our best to, you know, banners and all that other stuff. But uh, Eric kind of makes all that fun stuff work. And we've got a great guest anyway. So, um, I, you know, I really just need to get out of the way. Um, today, our guest is going to be Reggie Award winner, uh, best industry educator, by the way. So uh, buckle up, you're going to get some education today. But uh, Megan Rodenhouse of Craft Express and we're going to talk all things sublimation. So there's the other side of this. I'm a sublimation junkie. I love sublimation. I think it's a one of the coolest processes out there and um, and, and a really kind of an emphasis on sublimation education and, and what that means and, and how we can continue to do more of that. So um, that is what we're going to do here in just a moment. Let's check in with some folks that are tuned in here. Uh, we've got Miss D coming in from sunny California. Excellent. And Jerry says, hello, regulators. Yes, the, the regulators, for those of you that are newer to the podcast here, the regulators are our regular listeners. That's a, a, a term coined by uh, Christine Shreve that we've uh, embraced. We love the regulators. That's what keeps this show going. Uh, almost into our 11th season. I think uh, we've got two more in the 10th season, technically, and then uh, early February starts our 11th season of two regular guys here. Uh, good morning, Chuck. Thank you for being here. And um, Mr. Wingler, good morning. Thanks for showing uh, for being here this morning as well. And Kristen, good morning to you. Michelle, good morning. Uh, Michelle, great. Uh, so for those of you that aren't familiar with Volley, it's this messenger group thing that uh, I'm I'm a big fan of. And we have a daily gratitude channel over there. And and uh, Michelle jumped in there. So I I loved it. Yeah, it made me feel really good listening to your gratitude this morning, Michelle. Thank you very much. Um, good morning, Lori. And good morning, Ramona. And she says, good to see you. Completely forgot it's Friday. <laughs> I'm still working Wednesday. All right. Well, it is Friday. So Friday. Um, and uh, Good morning, Barb from Ohio. So thank you guys all so much for tuning in. I appreciate that support. Um, now, I know Terry's been uh, really good about uh, bringing the dad jokes. I did promise that I would have a dad joke this week. And since I'm solo, I'm glad that worked out. But um, we're going to see if we can do it with banners, too, for those of you that are tuned in live. If you're listening to the Facebook side of this, or I'm sorry, the podcast side of this. See, I'm going to be all over the place. If you're listening to the podcast side of this, you'll, you'll still get the joke. So here we go. What did one volcano say to the other? 
I lava you. See, love and okay. All right, dad jokes. That's what they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be a little kind of ug. And um, I think I did a good job on that. Seeing as, you know, uh, Valentine's Day is right around the corner. I felt like that was appropriate, though. So there we go. Um, Thank you for allowing me to bring you the dad joke this morning. But before we do dive in and get Megan in here and and get this rolling, I do want to thank everybody that's checking out the Two Regular Guys podcast. Now, we are always looking for new guests. And uh, so if you or anyone you know, if you have a suggestion for a good uh, topic or something you'd like to hear, a guest that we need to, we love talking to new people. And um, so if you'll go to Calendly.com forward slash Two Regular Guys, that's where you can... uh, have your show ideas and and share with us right on in there you can just contact us if, if it's not you at calendly you can pick pick a friday pick one that's going to work for you so again calendly.com forward slash two regular guys and um if you are listening to the podcast version we really appreciate that and uh, we'd appreciate it if you would go ahead and share two regular guys with your industry friends so they can become regulators too we talked about the regulators already so uh definitely check out the podcast. And uh, also while you're checking out the podcast version, uh, reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Amazon Podcasts. Really, I think for the most part, I found most of the places where people listen to podcasts and and Two Regular Guys is on there. So wherever you do your podcast listening, um, check it out. But also just take that just a couple moments, you know, just need a minute or two of your time and uh, give us that review. Also, if you are watching us live right now, you're going to, I can't wait to have you join in with your comments and questions. Um, good morning. So we've got Mr. Gross joining us this morning here from uh, Impressions Expo ISS. And uh, so, so good to have David tuning in. Um, I'm glad that the, uh, the dad joke landed. Uh, Vic says, nice one, uh, like a good dad joke. And uh, Steven says that, Vic, you have some good ones too. Uh, before we get started here, Megan said we need to get Vic on, but we got the boss on today. We'll get Vic on here pretty soon. And um, Vic, when you're on, you'll be required to bring your own dad joke. So it'll be B-Y-O-D, I think, D-J. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right. Well, um, before we get Megan in here, I did want to share a little bit of something from my company, our success group, that uh, maybe some people can uh, get some things out of. And and then uh, we'll get Megan in here and we'll, we'll get this party started. So, um Here's a quick word about mindset. So I want to share with you three mental states most business owners struggle to master. It's goal setting so that you believe it's possible. It's facing fears to be able to step outside of your comfort zone. And finally, taking action, even when you're not sure what action to take. Now, 90% of the challenges business owners have faced have nothing to do with the nuts and bolts of running a business. It's not the accounting, the production, or even the marketing. It is the mindset. Now, as entrepreneurs, we need to cultivate a mindset that we were never taught in school. All right, so I left you with a little bit of a cliffhanger there, but I promise I'm going to give it all to you. So just go to osg.link forward slash mindset. I couldn't pipe that all into a a 60-second run there. And uh, so osg.link forward slash mindset will get you there and and check that out. And I'd love to hear your feedback on that. So, 
Okay, well, it is time. This is what, what everybody showed up here for today. We've got Megan Rodenhouse. She is the current spokesperson and runs the marketing for Craft Express. Uh, she's previous Sawgrass spokesperson where she ran social, worked on the Academy, had a podcast, hosted lives, did all the cool things. And uh, Megan is a current Reggie Award winner. In fact, uh, we've got the mugs. I'm working on the plaques. They're coming soon. So uh, we want to welcome into the show Megan Rodenhouse from Craft Express. Megan, thank you so much for being here today. Aaron, thanks so much for having me. I'm happy to be back. Yeah, it's, it's great to have you back. We had you not too long ago when you accepted your Reggie Award and um, so excited about, about that. So you were awarded the best industry educator, which uh, I think uh, is is telling because that's what you're you're all about. So I think that's really cool. I'm glad that that uh, turned out. But um, you're working with Craft Express and uh, one Mr. Vic Patel and, and the team over there. But uh, Let's let's just start there. I want to. I know you've done some other things, and, and I want to get into your history a little bit more in a second. But I do want to just let's start with Craft Express, and you guys are a distributor products, and um, you know. So what's why did you go there? What what kind of sets you guys apart? Sure. So um, I previously I worked with Sawgrass, as you know. We'll get into that later, but. I had left because my my husband and I were moving, uh -huh. and then Vic had eventually left Sawgrass a short time after to form Craft Express, and he asked me to come on board. And after a lot of begging on his part, <laughs> I finally said yes. And we we really do all sorts of different aspects of crafting. You know, we yeah. touch big time on sublimation, but also you know HDV and adhesive vinyl, yeah. some laser engraving and some some rhinestone some other aspects of crafting so i think the first thing that really sets us apart is that we have so many different items and we really try to cater to all the crafters out there not just one part of this very large industry but on top of that you know for us education is huge it's very important to us yeah. it's one of the cornerstones of why we made craft express and why um we are, are really trying to hone in on that crafting community. We truly believe that it, these items, you know, they, they can be expensive, they can be intimidating. Now, as you and I both know, yeah. once you get into the process of sublimation or vinyl crafting, it's not that difficult. But when you start it, it's very overwhelming. You yeah. don't know what to do. There's so many different types of products that require so many different types of times, temperature, pressure, different machines. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. And when that happens, people tend to either fall off the wagon, they get upset, yeah. um, they look sometimes for someone to blame. And we have really learned after working at Sawgrass, starting this company, that to keep people happy, we need to keep them educated. Because the more educated they are, the more positive they are in their crafting experience. And if they start a small business, especially, the more successful they will be in the long run. Yeah. So I think that education is what really sets us apart because we are so passionate about it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that just shows, right? Because you talk about, you know, the how to's the you know, the specifics, but I think, you know, watching what you guys have been doing, there's also part cheerleader part, you know, cry on the shoulder. Um, you know, you guys really kind of bring that where you said, once you get into it and, and, and it becomes kind of part of it, then, then you're, you're rolling. But I think getting over that initial hurdle 
getting into crafting or then taking that on to the small business like you talked about, I think that can be the big challenge. So wh where have you kind of seen that stand out the most in what you, you guys are able to do with the education there? How, how, how do you kind of envision you guys' place in, in, in the lives of your customer? Um, I think I see us as a friend, which you don't normally think of your teacher as your friend, yeah. but I really think we are. You know, we we made a lot of great connections when we were at Sawgrass, and then yeah. a lot of those people, you know, they they kind of followed us over here. We we talk to them at all. I mean, you can ask a lot of our viewers, our little crafty community people. We will answer their questions at all hours of the night. Yeah. And that, is, that goes for Instagram, Facebook, email. Generally, if you send us a message, within a few minutes, you're going to get a response back. And yeah. I I even have FaceTimed with people. I've talked to people while I'm walking in the mall. I've talked to people while <laughs> my husband's driving and I'm in the front seat of the car. I mean, we really try to have that open relationship with our users. We listen to them. As you said, it's the cheerleader aspect. We cheer them on. We've made a community on Facebook. It's the uh, Craft Express Crafty Community. It's a yeah. group on Facebook. And we've allowed that space to be a place where people can not only ask questions, but show off their products and help each other. So I think for us, you know, they, they don't see us as an unapproachable, you know, yeah. Some companies, I'm not saying in the crafting arena, I'm saying just in general, Yeah. if you have a question about the product, A, it takes so many layers to get to an actual person that you have to talk to. <laughs> you can reach them, you know, you know, it's, it's places you shop, it's airlines, it's, it's anywhere. And then by the time you get to somebody, it's intimidating and you're exhausted. And you're going, I don't even care anymore. I just want to return this product and be done. <laughs> yeah. You're not getting that here because we really try to be as approachable as possible. Yeah. And, you know, somebody, somebody in our you know community broke their elbow a few months ago. Oh. And I heard about it just through the grapevine. I just reached out to her and said, hey, heard you broke your elbow. I'm so sorry to hear that. I hope you're doing better. If you need anything from us, just let me know. Little things like that, we pay attention to what's going on in people's lives, and we want to make sure that they know that even outside of crafting, we want to be a part of what they do every day. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's so important. It's so amazing. Uh, in fact, we've got uh, folks tuned in here that are, are saying some of the same things. <laughs> Lori says, I've never been frustrated or cried on Megan's shoulders <laughs> with the laugh emoji after that. So. Uh, <laughs> Never. Never. <laughs> uh, Steven says, Megan does a wonderful job. She hears from me at least once a day. Um, <laughs> just on occasion. Yeah, just a couple of times. Uh, and then Steven, Megan is right. Very good about responding anytime she gets messages from me late at night. So um, yeah. yeah, wonderful. Well, so, okay. We're, we're talking about, you know, what you guys do and, and how you kind of approach it. And, and I, I love this from an educational standpoint too, because I think people can really learn from this, right? Especially if you're trying to start a small business, you know, you think you have to do all these things, but at, at its core, right? Show up, be friends, be a family to your, your customer base. But you guys also um, kind of have taken a little bit of a different track, right? You, you know, you've got the standards, the typical stuff that you would see in a sublimation shop or a vinyl shop or things like that, that, uh, you know, you've listed off all the things and I'll let you give more of the details, but you guys tend to go a little bit deeper with that too. So what is it, some of the things that you guys are kind of bringing to the, the craft world, the decorations community? We, we love sparkles. 
we love sequins, we love color. I mean, what we've tried to do is really hone in on the crafter. Don't get me wrong, we love our we love small businesses and more industrial people, but we really saw this as a chance to give a lot more focus on the person who just enjoys doing this, who just yeah. enjoys crafting. Um, and it, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of men in this industry, which is awesome, which is great. But our to be frank, the core audience is mainly women. Sure. Well, a lot of the products are geared more toward that, you know, masculine items. So one of our things we decided was we want to really aim products toward the people who are actually buying them. So that's why we had the fun, colorful presses. We yeah. do a lot of glitter and sequin items. Like we have pink glitter tumblers. We have the sequin bags. We've now got the, uh, the, the glass beer cans, which are super popular. We have... Wow sequin patches and all different sorts of shapes that you can place on any type of item. We've got, you know, the foil pens. Um, we've got a lot of different kitchen supplies. We have all different types of faux leather pillows and all different types of colors. So, you know, items that are a slightly more unique that have a slight, slight different colors to them and different feels and textures that, you know, is starting to become more popular. We do pay attention to what items small businesses in this arena are doing more selling of on say Etsy and Amazon. And then obviously as Pinterest is our friend as well, what, what things are trending, what things are trending on TikTok. So we really do pay attention to what our core audience is putting out there. And then we're trying to provide those items to them so that they can continue to stay unique within their own marketplace. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It, it, that makes a, a ton of sense, right? Just understanding your audience, knowing your audience, and then, you know, finding out what it is that, that they want. And um, mm -hmm. I, I, so, okay. I, I want to go back and talk a little bit more about education here. Um, sure. But, but here's the interesting part that I've really loved in, in watching you guys kind of grow this business. You know, you have experience with Vic working with him at Sawgrass. And um, that's where I first met Vic is, is mm -hmm. through my relationship with Sawgrass at the time. And um, what I really love about what you guys are doing too, is not only are you educating it, but like you said, you're making it very approachable, right? And, and I think a lot of that, to, in my mind, a lot of that has to do with the way that you guys are letting your personality shine through in, in what you're doing too, right? So, um, you know, Vic, super smart guy doing some great things, but I think in that sawgrass world, it was, it was different and nothing bad about sawgrass, just a different kind of company. And so how do you, how do you see that? Right. As far as like, how do you marry your personalities to the type of education and the type of stuff that you want to do for your community, your customers? Well, it's so interesting you say that because one of the things that Vic had mentioned when, when he brought me on to Craft Express to be a part of this was he wanted our personalities to be front and center because we saw a lot of success with that with Sawgrass. Sawgrass is an amazing company. They are leaders in this industry. Yeah. And when I came on board, this was the first time they had ever had a spokesperson or really any sort of social media person. Yeah, I, I had the amazing opportunity to make that atmosphere my own. And I actually felt bad when I left Sawgrass because I said to Vic, I, 
I made this company personality my personality. Yeah. So now someone has to either come in and change it or pretend like to kind of kind of pretend to not be me, but yeah. uh, take on that personality. And I, I felt so bad about that, yeah. but it worked for us. Um, we, we learned that these, these viewers liked learning in this really comfortable environment. Um, I'm fairly, I think I'm good with people. Vic's great with people too. So that, that really worked for us. They liked seeing us as a friend. They liked being entertained. We actually, Vic has coined a great term for it. He calls it, um, edutainment. Yeah, I love it. Because it's the idea of, yes, people want to learn, but they want to do it in a fun way. And, you know, they don't, if, if they don't want to sit there and basically feel like they're in a classroom, a lot yeah. of people don't learn well in that type of environment. Yeah. So make, bringing everybody into it and making them feel like they're a part of it, telling some jokes, dressing up in costume, doing some dances and skits, which <laughs> all happened at Sawgrass. <laughs> it, it made it a lot of fun. So when we, we came on board here, he said, we, we just got to keep doing that. We're not going to try to reinvent the wheel. We know what works for us. We know what works for this audience. So we decided to just keep bringing that energy. And so far, it's it's really paid off for us. We think that we've got a great group of followers who um, feel, who enjoy us yeah. and comfortable expressing themselves when we're on a live or in a Zoom call. Sure. And and I think that's so important, you know, so one of the things I was hoping that you and I would get to just talk about, obviously, as the Reggie Award winner in the industry education, I love that you showed up with your personality. You know, I, I had a lot of the similar situation for me at, at Coastal, but it wasn't, it wasn't about being, you know, like, oh, Megan's over there. She's killing it. She's doing this. So I have to try to be like Megan. No, right. it's, I have to try to be me. And, right. and be my most authentic self. And, you know, if I'm not a skit person, I'm not, you know, nobody's going to try to watch me dance. Right. And that's kind of what two regular guys is all about. It, it's, it's about education, but it is also about, you know, we're goofy. We like the dad jokes. We, you know, we're a little self-effacing, but again, nobody's showing up to watch me dance or wear sparkles. Right. So <laughs> you don't know um, that yet. You haven't tried. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I my my wife told me not to, so I was kind of stopped there. <laughs> all right. Well, um, I love all this because you're not only are you you're sharing about what you guys doing at Craft Express with such passion, but you're also sharing a lot of great information for people to take and say, hey, again, I'm not trying to be Megan, but I want to emulate what she's doing. And what I'm seeing too is a, a lot of what you guys are doing and especially your personality, like you said, you're good with people and all that stuff. You guys are, are building a community. Um, I, I, you know, that's definitely what's happening in my, in my mind. So why is that so important to you and, and to craft express? Well, you know, people can learn from me they can learn from Vic and that's great, but people don't always learn well from that person talking to them on the camera. Sometimes they want to learn from other people who, even though yes, Vic and I have gone through it with all the products, you know, they, they can also say to themselves, well, you're selling the product. What, you, what, what bad are you going to say about it? What, what problem areas are, do you really want to bring up while you're selling? Yeah. Whereas they can go to somebody else in our community, like the Lori's and the Stevens out there who work with our products and, and purchase them and have asked the questions and have done the trials and the tribulations. Yeah. And they can say to them, well, what do you really think? You know, sometimes people want to learn from other people, from their peers, other people who are in the exact same position that they are. And as you know, a business page 
only the biz on Facebook. And here's this is another great social media lesson for everybody. When you make a business page on Facebook, only the business can make a post and you can interact underneath that post underneath that video, but you can't really start any line of conversation. But if you have a group, anybody can post into that group and anybody can start a line of questioning or conversation or um, inspiration. So by having that group for us and having this community, it gives people the opportunity to ask the questions to their peers. It gives people the opportunity to show off what they've been making. Uh, we, we think that when it comes to education, it's great for people to have the option to learn from us who are the experts on the products. Mm -hmm also have the opportunity to learn from other people within their own realm that they might be more comfortable approaching or you know who they know from other groups on social media and within this industry so we you know we really want to have a really safe and fun place for people to to gather yeah yeah that, that's so incredible that that's again why why this is so important for people to hear is you know, I, I always talk about it, you know, the kind of line that I've used for a long time is, is a rising tide lifts all boats. And, and I think that's what a community does. It allows people to come in there. And again, you've got experts, but like you said, different people using it in different experiences. So I might learn something from you, but I can also learn a little bit more from somebody else in their perspective. And, and I think that's why community is so important for, for humans, but then, you know, as a, as a business, but, or, you know, just as, as people wanting to help other people. So um, right. thank you for building that space. Um, let's talk to a couple of the regulators here real quick. And uh, Shirley says, uh, love my very pink mug. So uh, <laughs> it's good. Um, and then uh, let's see here. Steven says, if you don't have fun, then it's not as good. It's always fun to watch the lives. There you go. Um, Ramona says she'd watch me dance. Um, my 11-year-old's trying to teach me the gritty, so we'll see. Who knows? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I unfortunately do, um, but uh, <laughs> no, so maybe. Yes. Oh, yeah, he, he used to do that, and he was really good at it, you, and you were really good at it, too. <laughs> what is that one called? Um, I have no idea. Okay. I just know it's a dance. Okay. All right. Uh, I know what that one's called too. It'll come to me, but uh, that's a good one. Um, let's see here. And Steven says, nobody can top Megan at all. Uh, Shirley says, Meg has chatted with me late into the night. And, uh, oh, it's the floss. That's what it is. The, the floss. Yes. There you go. That's the floss. The floss. There we go. Thank you. I, we've got our wonderful producers working in the background. Thank you. It was floss. Okay. <laughs> wow. All right. Good job, Vic. <laughs> All right. Well, you did the floss on here. So at some point I'm going to have to do the gritty because I brought it up. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, what, let's, let's get back to talking a little bit more about education and, and you kind of talked about it, right. When people are, are, you know, they're frustrated or they're in that place. And so what education is obviously what you guys have built craft express on. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I know, you know, you talked about why a little bit, but, but tell us a little bit more ab about that, right? As a company, obviously you're investing time, energy, and, and money into creating education um, that, you know, you guys are just putting out there into the world for free. You know, I've known companies that keep that kind of, you know, that's, that's a secret kind of thing. 
you know, so w- why is it so important to you guys to, you know, let, dig, dig a little deeper into that one for me, if you wouldn't mind. I think for us, we see it as an investment into our users. They're investing their time and money to, to have our products and to work with our products. We think we kind of owe it to them to invest in their, you know, in their future, to, to invest in them being successful. When it, you know, when it comes to working with the stuff, like I said before, it's, it, it is expensive and it is um, time consuming to learn, but everyone has, you know, the right to be able to learn it. Uh, if, if we are putting these products out there for people, you know, we, we really think that it's part of our duty to make sure that they know how to use it. Um, because then they're, they're, if, if we put these items out there and we're not teaching them how to use it, they're potentially losing faith in us as a company. Yeah. Well, then they start to say, well, this is complicated or well, this is so complicated. I can only imagine what this item is like. And at the end of the day, they, they you end up losing that person yeah. as a community member, as a potential returning customer. So yeah. if we're investing and teaching them how to use all these products, there's a better opportunity for them to have a successful small business, want to come back and be a part of our community or wanting to come back as a return customer. It's, it's like, it's like playing the long game, you know, or running a marathon. Yeah. Yes. Just shoving the items out the door could be good for a 5k, but you know, <laughs> keeping them around that education that that's like, that's a long distance run. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Like you said, you're investing in it. You're, you're investing in your, your customers, in your community, which are your customers. That, that's so awesome. Well, okay. So d- let's take that another step further then you know, I, I want to do that with my company. I want to do that with my life. Right. And mm-hmm. I want to put that out there in a positive place. And I believe that education is a way to positively impact people. So h- how do I, how do I do that? How do I position myself as an educator? Sure. So I'm going to start by telling you this <laughs> education must, must run in my family blood or something because my sister's a preschool teacher. Okay. And I do this being a preschool teacher and doing education for adults is so different. She's, she's commanding a room. She has to, otherwise we're going to run wild. (laughs) Yes. We, she can't afford to be your friend. We can. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) So part of that is if you want to be an industry educator, don't talk to your audience, talk with your audience. Learn from them what they want to know. And they're going to tell you in many different ways. Some will be through straight questioning on Messenger. Some will be on a forum on your website. Others will be just, you know, in comment section. But also listen to what they're not saying. If you post a video on how to make a mug and it gets, you know, 200 likes. And you post a video on how to make a tote and it gets 10 likes guess what item they want to learn more about the mugs. Yeah. Listen to what they are telling you both actively and passively. Oh, oh, that's wonderful. You also have to understand that they're doing this mostly for the first time. So they're starting here. You're all the way over here. So you need to think back to, okay, when I was in this position, what were the questions that I had? What were the roadblocks that I have? What would I have loved to know when I was first starting out? You have to be about three questions ahead of somebody at all times. 
before that, before this person starting here can even unbox the item they just bought, you yep. should already have a video out on how to get it started, how to make your first item with it. Um, so that way, because when they have all these questions and they go to Google it, the information's already there. They don't have to even reach out to you. And then they're passing that information along to the next person who buys and their friend. And they're giving you the audience that you crave just by already being there to help out. And when it comes to getting yourself out there physically online, there are so many different ways to do it. You know, you have Instagram, you have Facebook, you have TikTok, you have all these different ways to reach people. Take advantage of those algorithms and take advantage of the analytics that those provide to you. So when it comes to say a TikTok or a reel, use those trending sounds, use the trending hashtags, see what other people in the space are doing and try to position your education around that style. And take a look at your backend analytics, because again, if one video gets more views than another, chances are that style of education or that item you're working with yeah. is something people have questions about or interested in. And that gives you the power to know that you can cater to them ahead of time. With all these different tools, you can pre-program everything you want to put out. You can shoot video. You don't have to do everything the day of. You can shoot videos ahead of time, pictures ahead of time, and kind of position them to go out when you want to. Nice. Um, and then I just, again, really just want to reiterate the um, knowing what potential issues sure. your, your followers can have, because that that is just, that's huge. Yeah, for sure. Well, and, and I, I love all the stuff that you're sharing because I can also sit and look at it from the perspective of, okay, yeah, Megan's selling a blank good or a press or a thing, right? But at the end of the day, what you're doing is is you're providing them information to make the use of your products easier, more fun, you know, kind of make them feel good about it, th those types of things. And so even as a decorator, you can do those same things. You, you might not have to teach somebody how to drink from a mug, but you could teach them how to do cool things with it. Like, hey, you want to get some gifts for your company or, or, you know, Valentine's Day is coming up. Not only do you want a mug, but maybe you should put a chocolate hot chocolate bomb in it or something you know, i'm just random stuff off the top of my head here but yeah so talk to that talk to us about that megan well that i'm so glad you brought that up because the way that the crafting space is shifting is yes education is important but once people have learned how to make a mug they don't want to keep learning how to put this different design and this different design and this different design on the mug they want to learn how do you make a full project with that mug because now people are investing in more crafting equipment. I think this is a big thing that came out of post COVID. Yeah. People started buying more crafting equipment. They started making small businesses and now they want to they want to find a way to elevate those businesses. And part of that's going to be, okay, now we've got Johnny's picture on a mug. That's great. But if I have, like you said, a chocolate in that mug and some hot chocolate mix in that mug and a lollipop in that mug and i've got it wrapped up all nicely and you can elevate the cost of that mug when you're selling it and you can also set yourself apart from someone else who has johnny's face on a mug that doesn't offer all those things yeah yeah now people are more project oriented 
They also just, they want to use all of their equipment at once. They want to be able to use their cricket with their sawgrass, with their sublimation blank, you know, with their rhinestones. Yeah. Uh, you know, people now are, are taking more time to, and I, I think it's actually more therapeutic, taking more time to create and make something um, that they that they can cherish for a longer period of time. So yeah, I, I really do think that once you hit education, going to project education is huge. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. All right, let's get into a couple more of the comments here real quick before I get too far away here. Um, Yusta from Sweden said, this is the positive thing coming out of COVID when craft meets production and making some uh, things positive. Excellent comment. Um, and actually, I won't skip over this one. Lori says, Vic knows. Now I'm scared. Um, <laughs> Vic says, I only just scare you. <laughs> I'll, I'll, we'll leave that there. Beth says, uh, also doing what Megan does with video. We can put her in our library and always go back and rewatch. So it becomes a personal lesson in your pocket. Great point. Yeah, very good. Um, for the first time this morning, you scare me daily. Okay, going back to the Vic well, and uh, Lori's discussion there. Um, yeah, Evelyn says adult learners will tell you what they want by their voice or their silence. That's kind of what you're talking about, right? Yep, yep, yep. And I love that you said, you know, your your sister has to uh, kind of command the room. I, I don't know. I've been around some adult learners at times where you kind of got to bring them back, right? So. <laughs> You're not wrong. Okay. All right. Good. Um, Misty, uh, Vix Auto Open Mug Press. I love it. It's so easy to use. All right. Uh, tell me more about this. I'm 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 unfamiliar. Tell me about this Auto Open Mug Press. Well, let me let me grab it for you. <laughs> Look at this. She, like Megan's this. ready. I'll show it to you. Yes. <laughs> this is our uh, automatic mug press, and basically, it's just one button to turn it on and off, and you use this one button to change the time and temperature preset time and temperatures so it's, it's really easy to use and it's it's made with you know all different types of material for mugs in mind gotcha and it has a trigger on the bottom right here okay trigger on the bottom right here uh -huh. and you place your mug down in it and the bottom of the mug hits that trigger the door automatically closes so it automatically detects the right pressure that you need based on uh you know how big the mug is wow. and then when it's done it just automatically opens and so it takes the heat off of it automatically. So, you know, God forbid, I mean, it beeps, so you should know that it's done. <laughs> God forbid you leave it in a little bit longer. It's not getting that full, you know, pressure, full pressure. And, and heat. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's really, it's a really easy machine to use. I used to hate pressing mugs because getting the um, pressure right yeah. always kind of scared me a little bit. I saw Jimmy Lamb break one too many mug handles back in the day at Sawgrass. Oh, oh Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit nervous, but this having it automatically detect the pressure makes it so much easier. Yeah. Wow. That's really cool. Even I could probably use that. So um, I like that. All right. Um, okay. Beth uh, mentions here, uh, machines are also more affordable, which make people want to jump in and try with the education. It makes it easier. Yeah, I think, you know, maybe we can talk about that real quick too, Megan, is the one thing that I do really love about our industry, but then, like you said, in the crafting space, and and I think the lines are pretty blurry nowadays, yeah. um, is there is such a low barrier of of entry, right? If you do want to come in and be a small business owner or or you want to craft and, and you want to just make stuff to, to bring that that joy we're not talking about, you know, mortgaging your house here, you know, you can put it on a credit card for the most part. So, you know, how, how have you seen that kind of evolve 
um, you know, from, from your days at Sawgrass into what you guys are doing now? Well, I mean, first of all, it, it's same industry, different product, which makes a huge difference. And, sure. you know, when I, when I was at Sawgrass, a, we didn't sell direct. Yeah. You know, we sell through distributors and, and B, it's a slightly larger investment than most of the products we have here, except for the heat presses. I mean, yeah. depending on what heat press you buy, it could be very cheap or it could be a little bit more expensive. Sure. And the, the cost of entry was what we heard a lot about. Uh, people nervous to start because when you're, when you're buying everything at once, yeah. yes, it's less expensive than say, um, some other forms of, of extra income. Sure, sure. But when you're still starting out, you don't know what you're doing with any of this equipment. As I said yeah. before, it's intimidating. Yeah. So we did feel a lot of nervousness and complaints about, you know, sure. you know, I gotta, I gotta start this, you know, this a lot. And then we would start to break down the costs and say, okay, yes, it's a lot, but you know, these inks are good for two years. Yeah. And you know, you're only putting down this little bitty bit of ink for each time you use it. So sure. after kind of talking people through the process, they said, okay, it's really not that bad. And sure. then we went on to say, your return of investment is going to be so much greater. Yes. You're going to get it back in a pretty short amount of time, depending on how well you sell, what products you sell, how your designs are, et cetera, how you market yourself. Obviously, you have to be a little bit business savvy, but not too business savvy True. because there's a lot of websites online now, like the Etsy's and the Amazon and Facebook Marketplace, that do a lot of that reaching out for you. Correct. So that's why, you know, we, we saw some of these concerns at Sawgrass and we said, education's the answer. Yeah. So that's kind of what we took here. Yeah. And it's made, I think, the investment scaries even though like i said like you said it's not crazy exactly yep but for some people you know can be if they know that you're going to help them you're going to hold their hand through the process and um they're not going to be left hanging out to dry they're they're more willing to spend that money and they're more willing to make that investment and um as i said before if you can even educate them on what the return on investment can be it makes it a no-brainer sure Sure. And, and I think you're, you're exactly right it, because it is a bit of a double-edged sword. It, it Comparative to other things, it's not as big of an investment. So people can kind of make that kind of knee-jerk reaction into it, right? It, you know, it's comparative. Like if you were going to go become a, a commercial embroiderer, <laughs> you, yeah. you, you're going to show up with fifteen dollars to $20,000 just to get right. started, right? So it is a little bit of a double-edged sword. But I think the other interesting part is like you said, for some people, it's um, it's not as big of an investment as maybe something else, but at the same time, it's still a big investment for them in, in their picture. And so you guys helping kind of educate into that, because the other part of it is there's also an, uh, an investment of your time and, and your energy, even if you're just crafting, right, to, to learn these new techniques where we're dealing with, with heat, um, you know, 400 degrees does not feel good. I, I know, unfortunately, <laughs> right. I think a lot of us, if you, if you're a sublimator, you probably know exactly what 400 degrees feels like or around there. Um, so I guess where, where I want to kind of well, let, let, let's let's just kind of close that conversation out, right? So, w- when you're seeing people then start to go, 
oh, like you said, you walked him through, you showed him, okay, yes, it's a little bit of an investment, but we spread this out and and all the opportunity and, and ways to go about it. So how are you kind of seeing people then kind of go from there? What, what, what's, what's our next step after we kind of are, are back to being excited about it again? Well, generally the next step is, oh my God, I love it. <laughs> you do, you know, we, we've been fortunate where we haven't seen too many people who are hesitant. They, they are excited. And once they get into it, once they watch, say, the YouTube videos or we have a conversation or they watch a live and they might mess up, you know, one or two mugs because that's normal. By the way, messing up is okay. Yes. Is normal. You are doing it wrong if you're not messing up. Right. Uh, always be sure to keep that in mind. I know a lot of people, they think, oh, no, I messed up my first project. You know, what am I going to do? It's not a big deal. You need to fine tune your skill. No, that is okay. Yes. Uh, once they have those one or two mess ups and they really get it down, they're going, oh, I love this. This is so easy. And I've talked to people who have made the investment and who have then gone on to sell items. And some have said, oh, I made my money back within like two months. Yeah. And then some. Sure. Yeah. No, that's, that's, a, and I love that you talk about, in fact, Beth says, uh, there is no messing up. You, you are learning. Um, and if you love it, you have more confidence to do it because I think that is definitely an, another part, right? Where people get into this and does a little scary, you know, sublimation is awesome, but it's still got a little bit of an art to it. You know, you talked about the the pressure with the mug and, and breaking a few handles. And, yeah. um, and, and so I think understanding that, that, uh, you know, you've got to fine tune, what it is that you really want to be good at. I, you know, I know people that don't like drinkware and they just avoid it. And, and, you know, I know people that don't like doing apparel, for example, with sublimation because of the challenges there. And, you know, I, I hate doing plaques, the, the, the uh, stone plaques and stuff like that. I've never been able to be good, good at it here anytime soon is that what you're trying to tell me Aaron? yes exactly so um that's exactly what i'm trying to tell you so, but i but i love that you guys also walk with your customers through that that side of it right kind of allowing them to to say it's okay to mess up right and we we try to tell people too who are starting off budget for that budget for some mess ups get yeah. a few extra mugs or, you know, if, if you're going to take an order and you bought six mugs and you've got six mugs to fill, buy a few more. Or, yeah. hey, your first pack of mugs, why don't you use that as a test? I know it sounds like, oh, but I've got to spend that money. I'm not, you know, I have to spend that money right now. You'll see it back later. When you yes. your craft, you will see that money back later and then some. Yeah. So yeah. You, it's, and, and we also kind of advise people, don't try everything all at once. Try a few products at a time. Obviously, you want to know what you enjoy, but you sure. also want to hone in and be really good at a few things, especially if you're going to do this as a business, because then you can afford to branch out and do some more learning, well, okay. learning yep. and continue to expand, but get really good at a few things so that you can make your money back and then then go on and do some more stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's so important that you guys share that with people. I mean, that's a big part of what we talk about at our success group is from a business perspective, right? We say, you know, until you can get to that point where you're actually doing the tracking of it, just add a 5% spoilage rate, right? Which is the learning, the, the, that stuff into your pricing. So that way you're covered. And so it doesn't feel like, oh, this is a waste. It's no, I, I'm, I'm planning for that 
into the future. And, and I think that's so important that you guys, you know, cause I, I think a lot of companies might say, yeah, just buy an extra mug. And, and the cynic in me would go, oh, well, they just want to sell me another mug. You're sharing this with buy an extra mug because you're going to make that up down the road. And here's how. Right. Yeah. And, and part of what we do too, is we want to try to explain to people who are buying these machines, which are slightly more expensive than a mug and are worried about, is it working? Is it not working? How, am, I, is this, am I doing this right? You know, we like to also explain the workings of how the machine presses. I had someone the other day who had a, a tumbler press and yeah. she said, oh, you know, I, I've got it set to 385, but right in the middle of all my pressing, I see the temperature go down to 365. Is it broken? What's wrong? And I explained to her, you know, that's okay. It's supposed to do that. It's, it's giving off that heat to the mug that's inside of it. And it actually shows that it's working properly. So I saved her from thinking, oh my goodness, did I just spend, you know, some money on a machine that doesn't work or, you know, from spiraling this, you can start to spiral. So we, we also try to explain the inner workings of the machine to people so that they know that everything I have is, is working correctly. And I made the right choice. Yeah. All right. Megan, I feel like you had to come up with this, but maybe this was Vic, right? Uh, he says you have to add in the Brittany factor into the pricing. Oops, I did it again. I love that. That that, that made me I, laugh. So I would love to say I came up with that. And it's it's something that I should have come up with. That one was a bit, that was Vic. All right. Well, all right. We'll give you credit, Vic. Good job. That's awesome. I love that. I may, I, so if you haven't heard before here on the two regular guys, the way it works is we give you credit the first time and then we just take it as our own. So I'll, I like I'll, I'll give you credit one time, Vic, and then I'm no. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's get a couple more comments and then be, we're running a little short on time here. So I want to get you out of here uh, back into your day. But uh, Steven says, I avoided tumblers for a long time. I just started it not so long ago. So again, getting into it and it's okay to, to learn. I, I always order more products. So if I mess up, I'm not wasting on orders. Great point there, Stephen. Uh, Beth says, when I was learning, I messed up a dozen mugs. However, when I sold one mug, I made the money back. And that's kind of what you were talking about, Megan, right? It's like, mm -hmm. it's not, it's a learning experience. It's, it's going to come back to you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, Lori says, people need to understand it, it, that it isn't just beginners that mess up a product. It happens the most. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, yeah, I've been doing it for 10 plus years and yeah, there's, shh, don't look at the stack of messed up stuff over there. <laughs> All right. Well, be, okay. I, I can't, I can't let you leave though, without uh, getting, ooh, awkward mic there, uh, without getting a little bit more from you here, because You've got a, a journalism background. Um, yeah. You've been doing this for a long time. So I'd like to get into uh, just be, as a <laughs> parting, here's the last gold nugget. Lots of them coming from Megan already. But from your background, from from all of that, how do you, what have you taken and learned that then makes that a really good Facebook, TikTok, real Instagram, wh whatever that, that you're kind of, that you've learned that you can share with people here before I, I send you I, on your way. I'm so glad you asked this question. So um, when I was in, I think it's important for people to know, I, I, I have journalism background. I went to journalism school. I worked in television news for five years. I, though I trained to be in front of the camera, which I think helps me a little bit with my presentation skills. Um, <laughs> really good. I, thank you. I was a TV news producer for five years at a few different stations. One of the things that producers, producers, for those of you who don't know, we 
create the news. We, we pick the stories, we order them where they need to go, we write all the stories, we put all the graphics in, and everything you see on television was made by a producer. So one of the things I learned very early on was you need to be short and concise. The most important information on top, all the information that supports it can trickle down at the bottom from, it's like a funnel from most yeah. to least important. So one of the things my, one of my first um, executive producers taught me was write this as if you were telling it to your mother. You have to make it short, you have to make it easy to understand. If what you're trying to relay starts sounding confusing to you as you say it, it is 10 times more confusing to the person who is listening to you. Wow. Okay. So you need to make sure that you are short, concise, and breaking it down to the bare minimum of what needs to be said. And I know I'm saying this as we've gone on for an hour long. No, time, that's, like, but, that's that's me, but go ahead. <laughs> and, I, and I have lives that are like an hour long. Yeah. But when it comes to especially making short format videos like the TikToks and the Reels, you only have about three seconds to gain someone's attention. So when it comes to those, put what you're talking about right there in writing in front of them so that they see it when they scroll up. This video is mm. going to be about how to make a mug. I need to know that. Let's tune in. And it's and don't make it any more than 15 seconds that, you know, when it comes to education, the shorter, the better people don't want to sit through when they're really learning for the first time, a half hour long video, they want to get from A to B as quickly as possible so they can go ahead and do it. Mm -hmm. So that, that is, that is a major thing, you know, that I learned from, from, from working in the news industry is, you know, short, concise, most important information up at the top. Um, and I, I think it really, I think it really helped me. And then obviously, like I said, you know, I trained to be on camera. So sometimes I know I get a little bit excited and I talk really fast, but for the most part, keep it slow Yeah, yeah. Oh. and, uh, I'll, you know, look at the camera, try to keep that smile on. If you think you're smiling too much, chances are you're not smiling enough. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and obviously then, they, then you branch out into more things like having, having proper lighting. I mean, that, that goes less about education and more into presentation, yeah. but the way your presentation looks really does impact if people pay, pay attention. So, you know, making sure you have, you know, the, the proper lighting, um, obviously if you can have all of your stuff you're working with laid out ahead of time, so you're not fumbling around, people are going to start to lose interest. Yes. So, and I think I kind of explained that in the funnel format. I gave you the most important information up top. Yep. Yes, and you did. It doesn't matter as much at the bottom. So hopefully that helps. <laughs> That's perfect. And uh, yes, I will be reaching out for uh, more advice as I create some of these things because I'm, I'm the the other side of that. I'd love to expand, but you're exactly right. That the more I've learned, the more you got to get into the point quickly. All right. Well. Um, <laughs> I have to share one more thing. Vic says, uh, this is why Megan only has a 40 minute limit Zoom account. Uh -oh. I mean, I do. I do. I only have a, I have a 40 minute limit on my Zoom. <laughs> I love all that. Okay. Well, let, let's, so all the people that are now just can't wait to come and learn more from you that maybe they haven't uh, met you before. How can people find you? Where can they reach out? Tell us a little bit about what you guys got going on. I'm going to try to get some banners up as you're sharing here too. Sure. So we do 
a lot on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok. Um, Facebook, we're Craft Express. And then on TikTok, we are craft at craft underscore express. Okay. On Instagram, we are at Craft Express US. Okay. And then on YouTube, which is where all of our how-to videos are, we are um, at Craft Express US also. So any of those areas is where you can reach out and find us and learn more information. They all have slightly different feels to them. So see whatever you know works for you. Um, Shop.craftexpress.com is our website. So you can take a look at that. My email, I'm not sure if I gave it to you, Aaron, but it's Megan at craftexpress.com. Okay. So it's M-E-G-H-A-N. So if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. Happy to, you know, help you with anything that you may need. But um, I'm, I've got all the Craft Express accounts right on my phone. So nice. they're all, I'm always ready to pull them up. So yeah. Perfect. And then you, you've got some other stuff that you're doing uh, also. Uh, with uh, with a Facebook and an Instagram page. You want to tell us a little bit about that too? Yeah, so I have the Make It With Megan pages. I'm not going to lie, I have not done a lot with them in recent time, especially since I joined Craft Express because so much of my focus is on making Craft Express successful. But I think that part of making Craft Express successful is also having secondary ways for people to see sure. what we're doing and you know be able to reach out and talk to me. So I'm going to start picking up my Make It With Megan accounts in 2023 and that might just you know just more fun projects obviously that have craft express products because i mean i have them all at my house why not use them <laughs> exactly <laughs> so uh but you can find me there as as well awesome awesome all right and if you are catching the podcast version just head over to two regular guys.com we'll have all these links in the show notes and uh we'll try to get this show up uh, sometime next week in into there so you can again Megan did a great job leaving us with all these links too. So we tried to put a few of them up here, but uh, without Eric in the background, we, we, I was uh, a little remiss today. So no Megan, this has been fantastic. We could do this all day. I, I can tell. Um, so <laughs> exactly. So one of these days we'll just have a day long. We need to do like an event or something. We'll Ooh, figure it out. Marathon. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. All day marathon. We'll get Vic in here too. So yeah, that's, that's the next thing I have to uh, drag Vic onto the show too, but um, <laughs> well, <Yeah. laughs> he's going to run you crazy. I, I love it. I love it. I can't wait. All right. Well, Megan, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for your time here today. Congratulations again on the Reggie. It's, I promise your stuff's coming. I just gotta, I gotta, figure out how to make the plaques, right? <laughs> no, I do like the wooden ones. It's just those stone plaques, whatever. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much again for your time. We'll talk to you very soon. Thanks so much. Bye guys. All right, you guys. Well, that was incredible and awesome. Just lots of great stuff to learn. The thing I love about Megan and when I was excited to talk to her about is, you know, we can learn from that example, right? You may not be the next <laughs> craft express trying to, to do what they're doing. And and you may not even really be trying to have a business at, at that kind of a level, but all of this stuff just speaks to who we are as, as humans and, and how we interact with each other, how we can interact in today's world too, right? We, we take a lot of this um, just, you know, virtual stuff nowadays, and, and some people have a love-hate relationship with it. But if you can kind of see it for what it can be in a an opportunity to build community, an opportunity to come together, an opportunity, you know, I, like 
I'm pretty sure if we didn't have something like this, I would have never had an opportunity to meet somebody like Megan. Um, I don't get out to the shows as much as I do anymore or anything like that. Right. Even all of her time at Sawgrass, I had never met her, even though um, that kind of thing. So, you know, look at it like that. How can you bring more education into your, your businesses and, and stuff like that. So we've got the regulators tuning in uh, and telling us what a great show, Curtis. Thank you. Evelyn says, thank you both. This has been very informative. Thank you for all the information. Great information. Another way for me to learn. Uh, Vic, you're very welcome. Monica, thank you. You're very welcome. And uh, Lori says, I've learned so much from Megan about how to manage not only my workshops, but the social media side of things. Um, Ramona says, as an embroidery digitizer, I wasn't sure how much sub information I would use. But I have to say, when you started talking about being an educator, my ears perked up and I gained lots of great information. Yeah. Thank you, Megan. Uh, for sure. Megan, fantastic. All right, you guys. Well, we're, we're right about on time. I'm not going to extend it and make it a, a, a bonus show because that was perfectly done. Um, I will save Terry and Eric's stuff for when they get back. I don't think they had a, an opportunity to update a lot of this. Uh, I, I don't believe Eric is doing the take up today. He's pretty tied into, <laughs> I think he's got like six seminars that he's doing out there in Long Beach and, and Terry will be tied into the booth. I'm sure it's going to be busy there in long beach today starting actually starts today so uh i think in one hour the show floor opens so if you're out in the california area make sure to head over to impressions expo and you can track down both terry and eric and uh, if you need help uh, connecting to them just let me know and i will get them connected to you all right well let me share a couple more things here see if i can find the the banner some of the things that i've got coming up here um, so I will be heading out to the International Personalization and Awards Expo, the uh, APA, some people call it, but it's out in Las Vegas, Nevada, February 7th through the 10th. Um, I will actually be there on the 9th of February teaching a seminar called The Benefits of the Simple Act of Working on Your Business. So if you'll go to Awards Personalization, wow, that wasn't easy to say, awardspersonalization.org, you can check that out. Um, and then... You've got uh, the Decorated Apparel Expo, or DAX, uh, happening in Kansas City. That's going to happen at the end of February, the 24th through the 25th. Um, actually, our success group is going to have a booth there, booth 211. So make sure you stop in and say hello. Um, when I'm not in the booth, I will be teaching. I've got uh, three seminars that I will be sharing there at DAX. Two on the 24th. Uh, the first one's called The Simple Act of Working on Your Business. Um, a little, little bit different geared towards the, the decorated apparel expo folks, as opposed to the uh, APA folks before, but, but similar concepts to uh, what I'm teaching at APA. And then February 24th, uh, later on in the day, I will be teaching the five keys of marketing. And, uh, this is not the do Facebook, do TikTok. This is the foundation of marketing and, and the things we need to know before we decide, should I you know, dance the gritty on TikTok or whatever. So that's happening on February 24th. And uh, so if you'll go to DaxShows.com and then on the 25th, uh, totally new seminar for me. And I'm really excited about it because it's something I'm very passionate about, but it's called Getting Your Life Back. And it's really going to be about as a small business owner, how do we, how do we run the business instead of letting the business run us? Right. And, and time management and, and just kind of changing our mindset around, around how we prioritize things, right? So there's only so many hours in the day. How do we, how do we make the most of, of those hours? So um, it's called Getting Your Life Back, February 25th. And that's at DAXshow, 
show.com. No, no S at the end of that Dax show.com. And then uh, I'm, I'm running pretty hard from February on through March 3rd through the 5th. I'm heading out to Lafayette, uh, Louisiana, and I'm going to be teaching five classes out there for the EEM show, the everything embroidery market. And I'm seeing if I can find um, their their link. Um, I didn't. I guess I didn't put that one in there, or I, I accidentally deleted it. So it's uh, everythingembroiderymarket.com, and I don't have the link up for it. So we'll just leave that because um, doing it alone, I can't <laughs> type and talk at the same time. So March fourth, uh, Keys is starting a product decorating business. March. 4th, Fourth, uh, again, unlock your full potential, which is going to be also a, a relatively new seminar for what I'm doing and, and a little bit different than the typical seminar you're going to see out there. We're actually going to be doing a guided meditation during the seminar. And, and so it's going to be a little woo-woo. And if you're the type of person that's like, ah, it's, it's too woo-woo for me, then you're the exact person that needs to come to that, uh, that seminar because it's what's holding you back. All right. And, and, and so it's going to be really cool. I'll just leave it at that. All right. March 4th, um, finding your customers to stand out in a crowd, talking a little bit about marketing planning and, and really kind of understanding who your ideal customer is. March 5th, uh, it's time to take action all about getting into action. We'll, we'll use some of that, uh, time management stuff, but just kind of the techniques to keep moving forward when you're scared and overwhelmed and then closing out the EEM show with, uh, on March 5th, again, pricing for profit. So we'll, we'll talk about pricing. Some of the things we talked about with Megan today, how do you plan for the mess ups? What, what does that look like? And, and what's a really good strategy to use? And I'll, I'll give you a little hint. The good strategy to use is not to go on Facebook and ask, what should I charge for this? Right? That might be decent market research. It might be give you some information. But if that's your only pricing strategy, then you need to come to this seminar. So um, everythingembroiderymarket.com is where you go to check out that information. And I'm um, really looking forward to all of that. Um, live on the floor, please. <laughs> Evelyn, uh, which, uh, yeah, we'll see what we can do. I'm sure we'll definitely be doing some live stuff from DAX. Um, I'm, I'm going to be kind of in and out to APA, so we'll see what I can do there. And then the EEM show, I'm sure I'll be doing plenty of live stuff there because I'm, I'm really excited to kind of be part of that the whole time. So uh, they, all great shows, great stuff happening. Um, so check all that out. I think we've done it though. We've come to the close of another show. I really do want to thank Megan Rodenhouse from Craft Express for her time and all of that great information. Just a real pleasure to talk to her. Make sure that you check them out at craftexpress.com and uh, tell them the two regular guys sent you. Uh, next week, we will be discussing the art of pricing right? and, and kind of some of the things that I'm talking about at the Pricing for Profit, but we're going to be discussing that. Uh, both Terry and I, so I, I can't wait to get Terry's take on all this. So a little bit of a host show next week and where we get to dig into one of my favorite topics, which is pricing as an art form, right? And, and trust me, I'm a, I'm a spreadsheet guy. I love a good spreadsheet and, and there's something to be said about that. And so I want to have a basis, but there's also a real art to it as well. So uh, definitely check that out next week, uh, Friday morning, 10 a.m., with that being said, I think that is going to do it for us. So uh, for Terry and Eric, my name is Aaron Montgomery, and we are the two regular guys. Here we go. We're out. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for listening to Two Regular Guys. Check out our website at tworegularguys.com. That's the number two, regularguys.com. 
You can also interact with us over at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash two regular guys, or send us a tweet, twitter.com slash two regular guys. And we have a YouTube page. You can find all that from our website, two regular guys.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to spending some time with you again next week.